Hello and welcome back to Jake's World, episode 51 of Jake's World, presented by The Nuance Magazine. I'm your host, Jake Swinski, and today is Tuesday, December 22nd. Um, just hashing out the schedule for the holidays, I guess. Um, I'm going to do one right now, like you are listening to. And then I should be doing an episode next week, Monday, Tuesday. Um, It's just good for me to even decompress a little bit too. Because even if I don't do this every day, I don't do this full time, I'm still thinking about it. Still have ideas circulating, trying to improve it, right? So it's good to just kind of flush that out. Kind of let that go for a little while, take some time off. So going to get an episode week of Christmas right now and then the week of New Year's and then going forward into the new year I'm going to try to stay a little more consistent as we go along Um, it's definitely a big weekend too a lot of developing stories in the sports world and outside of that so without further ado actually I lied I'm going to get into one little thing this could almost be like a little segment that I do it's just called first world problems or Jake bitching about dumb things in his life that don't really have any significance or affects anybody else in a negative way. And isn't it, it doesn't even affect me in a negative way. It's just really fucking annoying. So, um, cable, internet, right? Everyone knows who AT&T is. A lot of people have AT&T as their uh, wireless provider, right? Well, the apartment I'm at had this community bundle where they, I'm not sure if they signed a contract or it's like a partnership or whatever, but they had this community deal for tenants in my apartment that were able to get a bigger discount on AT&T services. So, so I had Uverse, like the most basic one, and all the internet in the world. I have AT&T fiber. It's fucking beautiful, right? Well, not anymore. Uh, The landlady emailed me early last week about um, having to switch. She's like, okay, I mean, if you're eating a lot of the difference in cost because, you know, your tenants are paying a discounted rate, AT&T is going to have to make that up somewhere. That makes sense. Landlords and... You know, property managers run a business too. And even though some people believe that, um, you know, housing is a human right, which it is. um, But if you can afford to not live in, you know, a luxury apartment or, you know, the upscale living, you can move somewhere else. It's not like, oh, I have to live here or I'll be homeless. That's not, you can find somewhere cheaper to live most of the time. So don't complain about it like that. But they decided to switch. Okay, they're getting new internet, new provider. I get an email. They're going to have to be in the apartment Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay, no problem. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, you know, maybe I can just cut the cord and then keep the internet service, right? So, like with any cable provider or internet provider, they don't let you just cancel it online. You got to call them, right? That way they can rope you into bundling something or giving you a discount for six months. And then all of a sudden you forget about it because you're you have a busy life and you're out there hustling or doing whatever 
and all of a sudden your internet and TV is three times higher than you remember paying for it last. So I do the responsible thing and call to see if staying on is a viable option, which I do. Um, like this deal was really good. So I was getting like the best internet I could ask for and cable and HBO and Cinemax for like 70 bucks a month. That's a steal, right? I call and of course, you know, these phone calls are never efficient, right? Because you call someone who doesn't speak the best English and you're kind of struggling to communicate with them sometimes. And then they transfer you without answering your question. Then you got to talk to somebody else and they don't really answer your question until you just get mad and ask them the question without being polite about it. And then it gets a little bit awkward. Well, long story short, the lady is like, yeah, it's going to be $215 a month. It's like, what? Yeah, 215 Huh? I'm like, well, what if it's just the internet? 90 plus tax, of course. And I have HBO. I, I can't live without HBO. It's fantastic. So, yeah, that's a no-brainer. So, okay, got to cancel that. Everything's installed. Fine and dandy, right? Except there's no router. Oh, you have to supply your own router. Hmm. That's cool. Would have been nice to know. Because, I mean, I thought maybe I could just ask for it. And, you know, you pay 10 bucks a month to rent it. Be more fiscally responsible to just buy it and use it yourself. But it's like, well, great. Now I have to buy a router that I'm going to use for like a year. And then the next place will just have... It's just... Like I said, it's not a big deal. It's just annoying because now it's like I don't want to go buy a router and install it and then be gone. And it's it's not even a big deal. Like I said, this should just be Jake's dumb complaining. This should be the segment because it's none of it's a big deal, but whatever. Okay, the biggest news of the last couple of weeks are the idiots in Washington, D.C., finally agreed to a slap-in-the-face stimulus package, right? So, every year this happens, and it's not an uncommon thing. I think when President Trump was first elected, or maybe the year after he was elected, um, there was a government shutdown for, I think, a month or so, five, six weeks, something like that. And we were faced with a similar, similar situation this past week, which isn't an unusual occurrence. I mean, it should be alarming because it's like the government has like hundreds of thousands or even millions of employees. And then, you know, they don't pass a spending plan for the year. Then a lot of them don't get paid like the bare essentials. And of course, the idiots who are trying to write the laws get paid. But I mean, they say shut down. But I mean, the essentials are still running, of course. But I think a lot of people might freak out about that, but it's not an unusual occurrence. But they had to pass an emergency two-day spending plan to keep it open through the weekend, which, like, you guys have been talking for fucking months, figured out. But um, they passed a $900 billion stimulus package, right? They fund, you know, the PPP plan, uh, federal unemployment insurance, $300 a week, and $600 
direct um, stimulus checks. Okay, well, I think you and I can both think of 600 ways to spend that stimulus check in one place, and honestly, $600 really isn't going to do anything, and it's your money anyway, so it's the difference, I guess. It's like an advance on your tax returns, but whatever. That's cool. I don't know how true this is or not, because, I mean, on Twitter a lot, on the internet often, you see stuff, right? You don't know if it's true or not. People post pictures, they could Photoshop it, they can read some fake news link, you don't really know. But some of the things that are included in this stimulus bill are absolutely wonky. And I'm going to go through some of them. Oh, one tweet I saw from a few hours ago. Like, they budgeted $90 million for, like, furniture improvements and maintenance in the Senate and House chambers, which, well, they're never there anyways. How the fuck could you spend $90 million on 500 chairs and benches in the lobby in their offices? Like, what? But anyways, okay. I'm just going to, I saw this little article from lawandcrime.com. I don't know how um, how um, reliable this is, but I mean, it could be interesting. And a lot of the searching I did do was prompted to the stimulus back in April. And then I saw one from 2009 after we gave stimulus out after the financial crisis and bailed out all the banks. So here we go. Um... Like I said, 600 per person plus 600 per child, which is a little different than last time where it was uh, 1,200 per eligible taxpayer and um, 500 per dependent. So, I mean, I guess it's kind of the same thing except the amounts are changed a little bit and per person isn't per person. It has to be per eligible taxpayer, which makes sense if you don't contribute to society. Well, sorry. Tax deductions for three martini lunches. Until now, businesses have only been able to deduct 50% of meal expenses on their federal tax returns, which is true. Under this change, for which President Donald Trump advocated as a way to help business, business meals will be deductible from soup to nuts. The bill awaits Trump's signature. Hmm. A three martini lunch is extremely specific. <laughs> like, what? Are they shaken or stirred? Like which one? Like uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a take. I'm just gonna keep cruising through the article if I can actually navigate this page because now I'm just seeing a bunch of Twitter links. God, I suck at this. Okay, just keep scrolling down. Um, fuck, I missed number two. This is the most poorly designed website ever. This is truly bad radio. But here we go. Funding for three new museums, the Smithsonian American Women's History Museum, the National Museum of the American Latino, and the Coast Guard Museum. Okay, those are all three really good things, but why are they funded in a COVID stimulus package? I mean, there are elements to the general spending plan for the year, even though the government spending plan is not $900 billion, but okay. I'm not going to poo-poo on those things. I just think logistically they don't look very good. Three, prohibits doping in horse racing. 
Okay, uh, that's not fucking relevant at all. In a subsection labeled the Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Act of 2020. Is this real? The bill creates a committee to regulate the use of performance-enhancing drugs in sports, sport, and horse racing. Like, what the hell? What? And, like, there's actual representatives tweeting about this. Verified accounts are tweeting about how this is in the bill. Uh, in the bill, excuse me. Like, oh, my God. Make illegal streaming a felony. The bill makes several changes to copyright law, including one measure aimed at protecting the intellectual property rights of artists and entertainment companies. Under the law, illegal streaming for commercial profit is a felony. Um, I think that always was a, well, it's always a crime, but I'm not sure about felony. Warns China against interfering in naming of the next Dalai Lama. Go Buddhism. Hmm. Tibetan Buddhism is practiced in many countries, including Bhutan, India, Mongolia, Nepal, the People's Republic of China, the Russian Federation, and the United States, yet the government of yada yada yada, um, yeah, yeah, interference by the government of the People's Republic of China or any other government in the process of recognizing a, sex, a successor or reincarnation of the 14th Dalai Lama and any future Dalai Lamas, which would represent a clear abuse of the right and religious freedom of Tibetan Buddhists and the Tibetan people. Many were not amused. No shit. Well, there were a lot of other wonky things in there too, right? And um, I just want to start off by saying this. Everyone gets all upset about the dumb things our politicians do every single day and get away with. But the bottom line is this, and it's very, very simple. They get away with it because you keep voting for them. If you don't do anything to hold them accountable, which you as an ordinary citizen cannot, all you can do is not vote for them anymore. If you don't like what they're doing, don't vote for them. Don't just complain. Like, that's the worst thing you can fucking do. Well, I vote for the president only. But I hate my senator, or I hate my congresswoman, or congressman. Well, you don't have a right to complain then. You didn't participate in the process of selecting that person, so you shouldn't complain about it. it I, like, I don't understand. Oh, no, you can't ever trust a politician. They're a waste of the taxpayer money. Well, don't vote for that politician anymore. Yet you have Nancy Pelosi, who's probably the biggest fucking scumbag in Washington... Who's been there like 30 years. The same with Mitch McConnell from Kentucky. Chuck Schumer from New York. They're career politicians and they're fucking loaded. Because of earmarks that go into all of these bills that they pass all the time. Like you could make a... You could make a content piece. A television program or a podcast or a radio show or anything. You could like read through the earmarks and you get page clicks. Out of every bill they pass. It's all public record, too. They're laws. That's what they do all day. They pass laws. The things you'd find in there are absurd. Like, but why do we all get upset? Because it's our fault in the end of the, at the end of the day. It, I mean, I shouldn't say that. It's their fault that they're assholes. But it's your fault for letting them be assholes. Like, hold them accountable. It's not hard. I don't understand. 
I mean, it's one, it, like, you shouldn't. I'm trying to say this without putting the entire blame on the ordinary citizen, because it's not. But it kind of is. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, we expect them to do bad things. That's one thing, because, I mean, Washington's the greenest city on Earth, if you think about it, right? It's the most corrupt city on the planet. Money runs everything there. That Wall Street, right? But you have power. Don't vote for them anymore. Like, Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi should never see public office again. Their stances on things be damned whether or not you agree with it. The consensus was that we needed some stimulus, and I think that was proven. Look at all the other countries in the world, how they handled it. They may not have given ample money to all of their citizens all the time, but at least they made it bearable where huge other problems didn't circumvent and come to the surface, right? It doesn't make sense to me. There's no excuse for the last, what, six months of squabbling about a number, and then the president comes in with an even bigger number and they still can't agree? That's why all the people that say COVID was politicized have a gripe, because this is a perfect example of it. You're arguing about a number. The head of the Democratic Party in the House was arguing for $2.4 trillion a month ago, or two months ago. Then a month after the election, month and a half now, they passed something for a third of that, two-fifths of that. that that's wrong. That's, that's nonsense. So they don't look out for you. And I then another thing, the tone deafness of it all. You Like I look at my stock, my stocks app like fuck 30 times a day maybe. I read the headlines. Help is on the way is a quote. Nancy, 600 bucks covers like 10 days of rent. That's my fault. That's not your fault. But don't tell me help's on the way if, I mean, that's four days work, right? Like so many people are in that boat. $600 isn't life-changing. No, if that was every month, okay. It shouldn't be a replacement for your lifestyle because you could just suck off the government until you got until this is over I I think and I've talked about this so many times too there's a middle ground to be had the government is there to is the government's there to do do you know <laughs> I mean if you look at the bare bones constitution they're there to pass laws and run the administrative part of the country some people believe their reach should have different variations. Some people believe that they should be heavily involved in our lives and implement a lot of the resources that a country makes. That's called socialism or communism. Other people think they should have no interference with business or the um everyday life of their citizens. That's more laissez-faire capitalism or regular capitalism. And then a lot of people are somewhere in between, and that's where you should be, right? Look at the New Deal of the 1930s and 1940s. You had to do something. 
I mean, did we get that bad? No, of course not. But look at how all the other countries of the world handled it. Okay, maybe this problem will go away sooner if we allocate the same amount of money that we would have all at once. Or not all at once, but, you know, front load the aid instead of doing some here. Oh, we don't need to. We don't need to. We don't need to. Do a little here. Okay, do a little there. Get through it because, like, when crisis, crises are, you're dealing with that, right? The most important thing is, like, the next moment. It's not months down the line. You have to look little picture for a little while. You got to forget the big picture, especially when people's lives are at stake. That's how I feel about it. I mean, I'm in the camp that by no means... Should the federal government have been paying in unemployment insurance the same amount of money for as long as they did for somebody to stay at home? You could get a job. Some places were not hiring, but some places were. You could get a job. You might not like that job. You might not be at that job for a long time, but you could have gotten a job. The government should not be paying you the same amount of money or more to stay at home and do nothing. But the government shouldn't just say, oh, sorry, you're on your own. You pay taxes. They are obligated to help you. They never found that middle ground. 600 bucks a month might have been enough for someone to make ends meet if they didn't lose their job, like me. 600 bucks might not have helped for someone who was living a life style and they lost their job where they were making far more than that. Well, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Pride is a big facilitator of change, right? Some people feel, I, I shouldn't even say some people, a lot of people, most people probably feel that certain things are beneath them. But sometimes that inhibits your survival, your growth, right? Sometimes you got to do things that you don't like. I quit my job, then COVID happened. I was on an interview to get another one. I was parking cars at a valley hospital for six weeks until I got this one back home. That was humiliating because I got a college degree. I graduated. I was doing an insurance job full-time, and I quit. That fucking sucked. But you had to do it because it's like, well, I mean, look at how they argued for the last six months about COVID. Can you count on them to be there for you? No. The only person you can count on is you. Sometimes you just got to suck it up and do what you got to do. Now, I'm not saying that they, like everyone should have my attitude and just make it work. Some people don't have the capacity to make that work. Some people would let the stress eat them up, right? Man, a lot of people took their own lives. Things like that happen. And like the government is so tone deaf with that, with their stupid headlines. Oh, we're... We're doing such a good thing by passing $900 billion in stimulus, which only 180 of it is actually being dispersed to the people when your yearly spending is $5 trillion, and then you make a stink about a trillion dollars when people really need the help. So, it's enough of that rant. But, to refresh, this was good. This was a good step. Very inefficient, of course, it always is. The government is inefficient. That's why socialism will never work. But something's better than nothing. And I mean, 
It's unfortunate. It's the holidays, right? I mean, it sucks they couldn't have gotten that done sooner because, I mean, there are things that are more important in life than, you know, working and contributing to the economic machine. It's about your family, spending time with your loved ones. would have been nice to see some of those um, that aid come a little more timely. But, I mean... Be thankful too. I mean, they could have just said, "Now we're not doing it." But new president coming in could be a totally different mentality. I'm not sure. I'm not really sure what to expect. So, a little more lighter subject. Sports. Bookie crushed me again. I might have to hang it up. I suck at gambling. I'm not gonna hang it up. It's so fun. But um, Thursday night. I can, like, go through every game now that I, like, gamble. And I still can't because, I mean, there's so many things spinning in my head half the time. Thursday night, Chargers-Raiders. That was a pretty damn good game. Especially after Derek Carr heard his groin on, like, the first drive. Of course, I had him on my fantasy team. I still won, though. Toilet Bowl championship bound. It's always a dude. I mean, if you play in a league where you have money, get your money back or get money for winning like we do, first, second, third is really cool. But if you don't, there's only two positions that matters. It's first and it's seventh. Toilet Bowl Championship. It's like my third title. I'm so pumped. But um, Marcus Mariota like turned back the clock. He looked really good, even though they ended up losing in overtime. Um, Saturday was weird with the NFL on and, you know, your bowl championships, or not your bowl championships, excuse me. Um, your conference championships. Um, Bills looked really, really good. Broncos looked really, really bad. Drew Locke's a bum. I think the Chiefs are the only team in the AFC that have any hope of, or the Bills are the only team that have any hope of beating the Chiefs in the AFC. I think that's the only team that could keep up. They did play like week six or week seven. It was a weird rainy game. It was low scoring. I mean, the Bills hung tight. I think they ended up losing by like 10 or 14, but it's a close game. The Bills look like a totally different team than they did two months ago. Green Bay, kind of let Carolina hang around. I mean, Carolina stinks, though. But, um, I mean, I think the Packers are going to be the team to beat. Um, Sunday. Sunday was all right, I guess. The noon slate was weird. I had to watch the Bears. Bears-Vikings were actually kind of good. Um, he had red zone on, but, I mean, some of your games were... When you watch red zone, if you do watch that, some of your games are, like, forgotten, right? They try to they try to get you in when teams are in the red zone. That's kind of the whole point of it. But sometimes it doesn't quite work out that way. And then some games are just, like, forgotten altogether. Like, Niners-Cowboys, ugh. Okay, next. Um, Seahawks, Red, uh, almost said Redskins, football team. The game was close. I mean, Washington, I've said it a lot. Their defense is really good, but Dwayne Haskins isn't the guy. If you could find a way to get Alex Smith healthy, they'll be okay if they make the playoffs. They could win a playoff game, I think. Their defense is that good. Chase Young's a stud. Um, I mean, even on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, Antonio Gibson's really good. J.D. McKissick's all right. Terry McLaurin's really good. 
another Ohio State guy. They loaded up on Ohio State guys, but <clears throat> excuse me. Um, they they need Alex Smith back, which sounds so weird to say too, because Alex Smith was always like a dink and dunk guy, like you know, throw the ball ten yards on the field. He was with the Chiefs, but I don't know. I guess we'll see where that one goes. The Jets fucking won. Oh my god, how did the Jets win? Like, is that more on the Jets or more on the Rams? Like, how do you lose to the Rams? Uh, how do you... Sean McVay, how do you lose to the fucking goddamn Jets at home when you're trying to win the NFC West? How? How? Jared Goff stinks right now. And that defense is so good. Oh, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, the list goes on and on and on and on. It's all you hear about, oh, Aaron Donald's the best defensive player in football. Jalen Corners, uh, Jalen Ramsey is the best corner in football. Well, clearly not. You just fucking lost to the Jets. It doesn't matter how many stars you have on your team. If you don't play as a team, you're not going to win. Hey, Sean, get yourself some linebackers. Hey, Sean, stop telling your, stop letting your quarterback make dumb Jimbo throwing decisions all the time. You should have won that game by 40. Come on. Then the Jets. This was like dumb and dumber in the bizarro world. Like, Jets, why are you trying to win? Do you not want Trevor Lawrence? Sam Darnold says he wants to be a Jet for life. Well, Sam Darnold isn't that good. Trevor Lawrence is. And you always take the best player in the draft. Which you didn't. You already messed up. So, I mean, I guess I kind of answered my own question. Do you really expect the Jets to do the right fucking thing? No. They end up winning. The Jags do as they're told, and they lose by 40 to the Ravens like they should have. Um, Derek Henry, he could be in the MVP race. Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes are probably one and two. They'll probably give it to Mahomes because, you know, all the sports journal. That's really a bad example because all the sports, that's like a trendy thing for all the sports writers and all the journalists on TV to kind of like crank off Rodgers and Mahomes. I mean, it was Rodgers for the longest time. Now it's Mahomes. But Aaron Rodgers has clearly had the better season with less weapons on his team. So that's a no-brainer to me. But if Derrick Henry gets to 2,000 rushing yards for the first time since Adrian Peterson did it in 2012, you never know. Derrick Henry's really fucking good. He bullies guys out there. It's crazy. I've never seen anything like that. Like, he'll go for a stiff arm. And, like, when I played football in high school, I mean, I'm by no means 6'4", 240. He's probably even bigger than that. But... Like, half the time, I try to stiff-arm a guy, and, like, my fingers would get caught in the face mask, and I would, like, tackle myself on accident with him and then get a 15-yard penalty. He just pushes him. It's absurd. Yeah, I don't, guys, I don't even know why guys try to tackle him. I would just let him run. Okay? Here's the plan. Here's what we got to do as a game plan. We win the face-off. We must score a touchdown. And then... You just give him a touchdown handoff and he runs. Unless you have a guy that can tackle him. The lineman can. But if he gets outside, like why do cornerbacks even try to tackle him? It's You grab onto his leg for dear life or you get posterized. So, <laughs> fucking crazy, but whatever. Um, Sunday night was... 
Giants, Browns. There we go. Giants, Browns. Um, that was a weird game. That was a really weird game because I think that the Giants could have kept that game a lot closer than it actually was because you have dumb brain Freddie Kitchens calling plays. How did he get nominated for that? I know Jason Garrett got COVID over the week, but how do you get how do you nominate that bonehead? Like, here's another verbal meme here. Um, I, a couple months ago, I saw a picture on Twitter about Kevin Stefanski compared to Freddie Kitchens, right? And Freddie, it's it's Patrick Starr. One on the left is Stefanski. He's in a lab coat. He's got a He's looking through a microscope. He's doing science. He's really smart. And then on the other, um, the other pane, it's Patrick sitting in front of SpongeBob's house with a hammer and a piece of wood on his head, which sums it up perfectly. The fake on fourth down, on their, on the one. I mean, I don't hate the aggressiveness of the fake. But why the fuck would you have your punter throw a ball? Or the kicker throw a ball? Whoever did. Why? Why don't you just run a regular play? Or take the points? Like it was 13-3 to at halftime. Could have been 13-9. and And then you totally call a different game in the second half. So, I don't know. Um, I forgot one I wanted to talk about earlier. Patriots. Cam Newton. Oh, man. You almost feel bad for the guy. Because he, like, has no resemblance to his MVP former MVP self from 2015. They're not even recognizable, except the outfits. He's too flashy. He's too charismatic to be a backup anywhere. So unless, you know, the COVID brain fog's a real thing, he's probably not going to have a job next year. I'd be surprised if New England re-signed him. (sighs) I don't know. You almost feel bad for him because it's like you can tell he just doesn't look the same. And he's like throwing passes at guy's feet and really shows why Tom Brady got out of town. That team stinks. Even Julian Edelman's not Julian Edelman. That team stinks. Their defense has the most guys returning, but half of them opted out or are injured. So, speaking of Tom Brady, there's another one. The uh, Falcons blew another 17-point lead. They were up 17-0 at halftime. They lost 24-31. to Classic. They lost Super Bowl twenty-eight to thirty-four. The Falcons are twenty-eight and thirty-four since that happened. Pretty ironic. But uh, and we'll wrap up the football talk or the NFL football talk with the Steelers. You ever have a situation where you have like a fly on your refrigerator? The normal person would grab the fly swatter to hit it. No, the Steelers grab the shotgun to get the fly off their fridge. They're 11 and 0. They hold on to a tight win or hold on to the game, get a good win. Um, Chase Claypool tweets uh, losing. I don't know anything about her. Saw some guy quote quote tweeted that today and said, mm, "Things must be getting pretty serious. It's the third date." They've lost 3 in a row. They lost to Washington. They lost to... Who the fuck did they lose to last week? Oh, they lost to the Bills. And then they lost to... The Cincinnati Bengals. 
Juju Smith-Schuster, stop dancing on logos. You stink right now. Oh, uh, the guys are hitting me hard. I wonder why, buddy. Maybe stop defaming the other team's logo. That's like something you don't do. Like hockey guys have the logo in the dressing room on the floor. You don't step on it. You certainly don't dance on it. I mean, football, and it's nothing you can do if the ball's at the 50, you're standing on the logo. Basketball, you'll dribble across the logo. That's just how you do it. That's different, though. Don't dance on their logo. Like, get back to the roots of the game. Stop trying to get TikTok clout. Stop doing attention. Stop trying to go viral. Just win football games. I mean, it's really not your fault your quarterback looks like he has COVID or is playing with a walking boot on. That's not your fault. You don't have a running back. That's not your fault. And your defense is still pretty damn good. And you let the Bengals score 30 or 24, 27, 31. I don't even fucking remember the final score. I think it was 24 to 17. God, Jesus. Frauds. You guys are frauds. I think the Ravens are frauds too, but you guys are really frauds. Oh, the Chief, the Steelers are 11 0. Why are the Chiefs like. A spot or two down behind them in the power rankings. I mean, those aren't official, but I mean, people pay attention to those. Well, that's why. Because they saw this coming. They're not that good. I don't know how the hell they won 11 games. They look like... It looks like trading. they did trading places with the Jets. I don't know. I don't know. A lot more football. Two more weeks. I fucking love football. I get so amped up to talk about this every week. But um, last segment here. Actually, no, there's one more little thing. It's brief, though. Um, college football playoff is set. You've got Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, or Ohio State, Notre Dame. Expected. Um, Texas A&M, they won, I believe. Um, who was sixth? It doesn't even. I don't. I don't even remember. It doesn't matter. They didn't win. Um, yeah, it it was expected. Um, Alabama, you can score if you can't score fifty on Alabama, you're not gonna win because they can score fifty. You could score forty five, but they're gonna score fifty. It seems like their defense just never really shows up in those big conference championship games, even though they've allowed like sixteen points all season. Florida's really good. But I don't think a lot of people are expecting that. Um, the other one, Clemson, Notre Dame. That was more like it. <laughs> I thought that one was going to be a little closer just because, I mean, I know they didn't have Trevor Lawrence the first time, but they scored 40. Notre Dame did. It was or 44 to 40, whatever the final score was. You'd think they'd muster up a little bit more of a fight. And it's the same Notre Dame every year. Every year they're kind of relevant, they're kind of not. Every time they make the playoff or are in a high-profile game like that, they get fucking smoked. Is it last year they made the playoff or the year before? They got steamrolled by Clemson. Yeah, it might have been last Yeah, I think it was last year because... No. Clemson, LSU, Oklahoma, Ohio State... Maybe it was the year before, or maybe they just played a high-profile game that I'm overlooking or misremembering, but I think they played Clemson earlier, they played Oklahoma earlier, and they lost by, like, 50, but 
it's they're gonna Alabama's gonna win by thirty five. Whatever. I mean, Clemson, Oklahoma, Clemson, Ohio State's gonna be the same thing. <laughs> like, it really stinks. Like I've said it before. Will and I talked about it. It'd be nice if they could really expand the college football playoff into a different format. But they are capturing the best four teams every year, and you have the best four teams right here. I want to hear about Coastal Carolina or Cincinnati. I mean, Cincinnati should have a gripe because, I mean, it kind of stinks they haven't been able to play in the last two weeks, and they would have been like 11-0 and or 12-0. and But you playing – what are they playing? Like the American or – AAC, I don't even know what conference they play in. They're a mid-major school. You're not going to beat Alabama or Clemson or any of the two teams in there. You're not going to beat Florida. You're just not. So, I don't know. College football is so weird, and I'm, I'm always a little fickle about it, especially when Wisconsin's kind of irrelevant because it seems like every year they're like one of those fringe teams that could make a push and they just never do. But... I mean, we could have picked the four teams going in, and most people probably would have picked three of these four, which is the case every year. So maybe one day they'll expand it. Probably not, though. Or probably not anytime soon. So bowl weeks are going to be weird, too. Wisconsin's in the fucking Mayo Bowl against Wake Forest. What the? Mayo's gross. Ugh. All right, that's, that's it. Okay, I just made a reference about Mayo. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Jake Sawinski8. That's at J-A-K-E-S-A-W-I-N-S-K-I-8. Rate, review, subscribe. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Haven't seen more ratings and reviews come up, so if you are listening to the show and you have not done that, please go forward, go forth and do that. And a reminder, I'm going to re- release this tonight into Wednesday. You should probably expect another episode same time next week, Tuesday, Wednesday. So, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever you guys like to say. Be safe, be smart, be thankful too. Peace.